Rancho Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by United Plumbing and Heating in Rio Rancho, TJ's Evergreen Herbal Market, and Pam Harris's Pequail Realty, all Rio Rancho businesses. It is time to find out what's going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Derek, and good morning to everybody out there in Rio Rancho and anybody else who's listening. I'm starting to find out that I've got a much broader listening base because people are very interested in what's going on in Rio Rancho, and that's exciting because when you think about all the surrounding communities that are looking at what we're doing. We're really getting a lot of attention because people are seeing a lot of really neat things happening up here Intel Corporation. Yeah, they had a lot to do with that here lately. Yeah, yeah, exactly because you really have to look at Intel Corporation as we talked about last week as a very regional thing. It's great for Rio Rancho, but it's also great for Albuquerque. It's great for New Mexico, right? And even the United States. Exactly. Exactly. Cutting edge technology happening here again. Right. You know, when I was a kid growing up in Van Nuys, California, they used to have a General Motors plant and they had a lazy Susan out there on the in front on Van Nuys Boulevard with the latest Camaro that Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. made at that plant. And that was cool. You saw Americans building stuff, and they're doing that here in Rio Rancho. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Well, Derek, as you may or may not know, I think you do know because you've been talking to a lot of the candidates, and you're going to be playing a lot of their interviews. We've got an election that starts Tuesday. Yeah, voting starts, yeah, early voting, voting. Yeah, early voting starts on Tuesday for the municipal election. So I want to do a segment on uh, all the details around where you go to vote, when you can vote, where you can vote, absentee ballots, all of those things that are uh, really important to find out to make sure that you can cast your vote. And I want to remind people that while there are three city council races, there are six council districts, right? Mm-hmm. There are questions on the ballot that are citywide questions. So just because you don't have a city council candidate running in your district doesn't mean that you shouldn't go vote because your vote is very important because the issues on the ballot, the bond questions that we talked about a couple weeks ago, and by the way, that's been one of our more popular shows. And if you didn't catch that, you can go to the Mayor Hull podcast on Spotify. It's free listen and where we talk to you about all the things what are the bonds and what are they going to pay for and how do they impact your taxes and all the different questions that people might have. But that's been one of our most listened to shows. So uh, yeah, I want to point people back to that. But if they want to get more information on those bonds, they can go listen to that podcast from a couple of weeks ago. And I think it's titled The Bond. You explain bond, the bonds. Bond yeah, we all explain the bonds. And so people don't worry. Spotify doesn't tell us who you are. It just says how many people listen right, to it. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We just get a counter number of how many people are listening. But that information's out there. So if you're listening to this show and you're preparing to vote or telling some individuals, hey, let's go vote, and you want to share some information, there is a segment that we did a couple weeks ago on the bonds. And we go over the public safety bond, the road bond, and the quality of life bond and how those impact your taxes. And I do want to remind everybody that after this interview is over, we upload it to the podcast. And that's the Mayor Hull of Rio Rancho podcast. And you can also search it as Greg Hull Podcast. It'll come up on that search engine as well. So if you don't have time to listen to today's entire show, you can always come back and listen to it tomorrow because we get it uploaded by the very next day. Thanks to Derek and our sponsors. Yeah, sometimes I get it done Sunday afternoon if I'm here. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Well, we try to get it done by Monday yes. so people can... Uh, I'm always here on Monday. Hear, yeah, yeah, so everybody <laughs> hear what we talked about Sunday mornings, right? And I know 8 a.m. is a little earlier for some people, so if you didn't 
get a chance to listen to this Sunday morning at 8 a.m., we always want to make these shows available. And really, if you go back and look at these shows, I think we've got about two years of shows now uploaded, if not a little bit more. Probably, yeah. And I keep meaning to upload the first one. i, I got to pull that up and put that up on yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But anyway, so today we're there. We're going to talk about voting, where you can vote, when you can vote, and, and how many how, times you can vote. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, we don't want to go there. It's an old joke. It's, yes, it's an old joke, but one vote per customer. <laughs> well, for, per citizen of yes. Rio Rancho, which reminds me, when we say citizen of Rio Rancho, I want to remind everybody, this is a municipal election. So that means that in order to vote, your voter registration must be up to date in Rio Rancho. You can do that at the clerk's office. You can do that through the Secretary of State's website. Just go to New Mexico Secretary of State, and you can check your voter registration right there, and they'll tell you if it's up to date and if you're at the right address. And then also, when you do show up to the polls, you do have to have an ID of some sort. And there's a variety of different IDs that you can bring. It can be a driver's license. It can be a student ID. It can be just a regular ID, if you will. It can be a school ID, like a college ID, anything that has your name and address on it that kind of says this is who you are and it matches up with your voter registration. So we want to make sure you bring your ID with you to the polling location because they will be checking. So bring your ID with you when you vote. But now the question is when and where. So early voting starts, Derek, on Tuesday the 6th. So this election is going to run from February 6th. That's Tuesday, February 6th, all the way to March 5th, which is a Tuesday as well. And on Tuesday, March 5th, that is election day. And we'll cover when the polls will be open on that particular day and what needs to happen there. But let's go over the early voting real quick here. So absentee early voting for the 2024 Rio Rancho Municipal Officer election does begin Tuesday, February 26, 2024. And the locations, dates and times for early voting in Rio Rancho are as follows. So on Tuesday, February 6, 2024, through Friday, March 1st of 2024, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and expanded hours on Saturday, February 17th, 2024, Saturday, February 24th, 2024, and Saturday, March 2nd, 2024, the expanded hours are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So on all the other ones, I know that's a little bit confusing, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to point everybody to the Rio Rancho website, and you can go in there and uh, read. It's in the drop-down menu at rrnm.gov. And you go into Rio Rancho Votes, RR Votes, and this will take you to all of this information. So you've got from Tuesday, February 26th, Monday through Friday, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then on Saturdays, there are expanded hours, Saturday, February 17th, Saturday, February 24th, Saturday, March 2nd. The hours are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., okay? And that's at the Broadmoor Senior Center. Okay, which is the designated, what they call the designated clerk's annex. And uh, that's going to be located at 3241 Broadmoor Boulevard Northeast. So you you basically get on Broadmoor anywhere that you can and head as far north as you can possibly go. And it's going to dead end at the senior center. So that's uh, pretty easy to find. But it's up there by city center all the way, all the way out by city hall. Now. 
on Saturday, February 17th, 2024, through Saturday, March 2nd, 2024, Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. They will be closed on Sunday and Monday. The following locations will be available to vote at. And once again, this starts on February 17th. I just want to remind everybody. Plaza at Unser Marketplace. That's 701 Unser Boulevard, Suite A12. And then there's the Loma, Colorado Library, which is at 755 Loma, Colorado Boulevard. And then there's the Rio Rancho MVD, which is located at 4114 Sabana Grande Avenue Southeast. And then that you can also vote at the Hub at Enchanted Hills, and that's at 7845 Enchanted Hills Boulevard. And then you can also vote at the Rio West Business Center, and that's at 103 Rio Rancho Boulevard, Suite B1. So you've got those different voting locations, but the easiest way, if you didn't hear these or you didn't get that jotted down, you can listen to it again later tomorrow when we upload this to the podcast right. or you can just go to the city's website where we have all this listed and to be frank with you Derek that's where I'm reading it from right now because I couldn't commit all of this to memory no. <laughs> so we got that now voters may cast an absentee ballot by submitting an application to the city clerk's office no later than February 20th 2024 both an online absentee ballot application and a downloadable paper application already are available at www.rrnm.gov. That's the city website, rrnm.gov, and you're going to do a forward slash RR votes, Rio Rancho votes, and absentee ballots will be mailed out. The first batch of those are going to go out on February 6th, but they must be returned to the clerk's office no later than 7 p.m. on Election Day. So if you don't get it on the in the mail by, say, the Friday before the election, then it's probably a better thing for you just to carry it in and deliver it to the clerk's office. Deliver that absentee ballot straight there. Right. So that way you make sure it gets counted. But you got to have that in no later than 7 p.m. on Election Day so that that does get counted. So a lot of information there, but I want to go ahead and I'm going to click on this because I'm actually reading the website right now. And I'm going to go to www.rrnm.gov forward slash RR votes. And I'm looking at that website right now. And so right there at RR Votes, that page, you'll see the Municipal Officer Proclamation for Rio Rancho. You'll see the Municipal Officer Proclamation in Spanish, the 2024 Municipal Officer Proclamation once again. And then all of the different contact information for questions you can call the clerk's office. Rebecca Martinez is our city clerk, and it's just going to talk about all the different things that happen in this particular election. And there's the three bond questions as they appear on the ballot are right here. And we talked about these two weeks ago on the show, the general obligation bond questions. And the first one tells you, shall the city of Rio Rancho issue up to 10.6 million of general obligation bonds to be repaid from property taxes for the purpose of designing, constructing, repairing, preserving, rehabilitating, enhancing, and otherwise improving roads and underlying utility infrastructure? So that's the question. So you either answer yes or no on that one. The 
other question that you'll read here is, shall the city of Rio Rancho issue up to $4,200,000 of general obligation bonds to be repaid from property taxes for the purpose of designing, constructing, repairing, preserving, rehabilitating, enhancing, and otherwise improving public safety facilities and repairing, replacing, or otherwise improving public safety vehicles, apparatus, and equipment. So basically all things public safety. Right. Mm -hmm. And that would be the next question on the ballot. And then the third question on the ballot would be, shall the city of Rio Rancho issue up to one point two million of general obligation bonds to be repaid from property taxes for the purpose of designing, constructing, renovating, acquiring, rehabilitating, improving and equipping public quality of life facilities in the city and quality of life facilities in the city would be community centers, the aquatic center, the parks, the libraries, all of these different things. Now, there is information online as well as to what are the targeted things that we plan on spending this money on, what are the roads we're going to repair. And we talked about this in the general obligation bond segment where we talked about the roads that were going to get repaired, the the ones that were being targeted. And we had Safe Light, which is up in Enchanted Hills, Safe Light Boulevard. And then we had Lima Road, which runs in front of Lincoln Middle School. Mm -hmm. Those were a couple of the identified roads. And then we had in the quality of life bonds, some library equipment and so on and so forth. And and community centers that were identified, some park equipment. And on the public safety stuff, there was a whole list of the various different apparatus that the police and fire department wanted to replace. So those are all the things that you need to know come Tuesday. And the election kicks off. And so you can early vote starting Tuesday at the Broadmoor Senior Center, which is at the very north end of Broadmoor as you go all the way north. But these addresses and locations, times and dates are all published right here on the City of Rio Rancho's website. So you want to go out there and take a look at that. So, yep, that's kind of the high-level details, Derek. I mean, there's a lot, right? So the best thing I can tell people is please go out and look at the website and click on rrnm.gov forward slash rrvotes, okay? And that will get you to all the information you need to know. In talking with the city councilors, some that are running, some are incumbent, you have three people running, in one case four people, well, three including the incumbent, so it's quite likely we could have to have a runoff election because you have to get 50% of the vote. Right? Correct. And what, well, yes, what triggers a runoff is when you have more than two candidates in a race, at least in order to avoid a runoff, at least one of the candidates has to get 50% of the votes plus one vote. Okay, so that means they have the majority of the total votes from the district. If no candidate in a three way race or a four way race gets more than 50 percent of the vote, then the top two vote getters go into a runoff election and the governing body would set that runoff election date usually about 45 days out. So you kind of hit the reset and you take another 30 day run at it to get to the runoff. But at that point, you're pretty much guaranteed to have a winner because because somebody somebody's got to get fifty. Yeah, somebody's going to get fifty percent. Now we've never had to do this, but in some cities there has been the case where there was a tie. Oh no! And various different cities, and I'm going to have to be real honest with you. I'm not sure what our process is for a tie, 
but it's basically a game of chance. I think you know? you, well, some of them I know just flip a coin. Flip a coin. or Some of them will do it at another election. Well, uh, it, some of them will do a deck of cards, and whoever right. draws the high right. card yeah. wins. So <laughs> there's different things that we do, and we've never had that circumstance before where we had a flat tie, and so we hadn't had to go into those procedures, but that would be the only reason we would take the next step. Yeah. But every time that we've had a runoff election in the city of Rio Rancho, it's ended up in a winner. So at that point, somebody's going to get 50% plus one vote, and that basically ends the election, and that person becomes the city councilor for that district. Right. I know when you ran for mayor the first time, you had to do that, and it, it's got to be tough because going through election is, is hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. Right. And then, you you know, you think election day, you're going to find out one way or the other, and then wait, you got to do it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard, but it, it, once again, it was well worth it. My first race did end in a runoff. I remember that very vividly, right? Because <laughs> I thought to myself, oh, okay, we just did this for like six months, mm-hmm. right? And then we got into election, and it's a 60-day run from filing date to election day, and then you cross the finish line only to find out that they, the finish line has been moved another yeah, 45 yeah. <laughs> days out. Yeah, that's the process that we have, and that's the process that has been the way I guess we'll call it the law of the land for Rio Rancho from pretty much the very beginning as I recall it. There are different systems that you see throughout the state. There's some cities that use what's known as ranked choice voting, where you go to the polls and you actually make your first choice, second choice, third choice, and as each candidate that receives the lowest amount of votes gets eliminated, they do a recount and add those votes back. And at some point in time, after adding up the first, second, and third choices, you hopefully emerge with a winner by the end of the night, right? And mm-hmm. then that stops the potential for a runoff. And then there are some places where it's just whoever gets the most votes, regardless of the percentage, it's winner take all. Every city has different ways of doing it based on the way their charters are set up and based on the way that their governing bodies have established their rules of procedure as it pertains to elections. So this is our way of doing it, and we've been doing it this way for 40 years now, and I think it's served us pretty well. Yeah, and one other thing people should know about municipal elections in uh, New Mexico, not just Rio Rancho, they are nonpartisan. Nobody runs on a party. Correct. You're exactly right, is that you don't run under a designation, and that's all cities, including the big ones. Now, do people ask the question, are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? Yeah, people will ask that question. But the real goal of a municipal election is to run on the fact that, hey, we want to make our community a better place for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And so that being said, that's not a partisan issue. And I've often said that fixing roads is not a partisan issue. You would hope not. (laughs) Fixing the water lines (laughs) is not a partisan issue. Mowing the parks is not a partisan issue. All those things are, you know, pretty standard operational procedures. From talking to the city councilors that we have now, as I've interviewed them in the past, I know what their views are and, and probably what their party relationship is on how they vote. And I would say that we have a mix. Yeah. But once again, the whole idea here is that they're not partisan. You know, state. Yeah. yeah. They're they're not like the state races where those are under the moniker of Republican or Democrat. Here you're just running as 
Joe Citizen mm-hmm. wanting to serve your community, right? right? And that's the way it should be. We leave the hopefully leave the partisan politics at the door and run to serve the community. Seems like you do. If you've ever watched the city council meeting, you don't hear that, right? You really don't, because it really it just comes down to, I mean, the most important decision that we make. Done. Yeah, yeah. The most important decision we make every year is the budget, mm-hmm. right? And where's that money going to get spent? And when you come together and you say, okay, well, we need this much for the police department, we need this much for the fire department and we need this much to fix roads and we need this much to keep the lights on and we need this much to pay this bill and this bill and this bill and then we need this much to pay the streets and right-of-way employees and the parks and rec employees and the utility employees all of the different functionalities that you have throughout a municipality that budget document serves as a guide on what's been approved for city staff to move forward to basically operate the city right Now, the only time I've seen a little bit of partisanship at city council is when you have public speakers. Sometimes a person will want to see. Yeah, yeah, you can see some of that. Well, and once again, public forum is public forum, and people are allowed to come in and speak their minds, and that's what it's set up for, and that's that's what it needs to be so people can be heard. Absolutely. I wanted to do a quick roads update. Uh, You know, I like to go to update the roads. So Spring Road, we've been working on that for several months now. It looks like that project wrapped up. I drove down it the other day, and it didn't have a single orange barrel on it. Wow. And it was smooth. And it was smooth. Exactly. So Spring Road got done. And if you look around the city, we probably have, I don't know, six to ten roads torn up right now. Enchanted Hills Boulevard is under full swing. Northern Boulevard is under full swing. Quantum, Laser, and Vortex. Vortex are in process at this point in time. And then you go up into North Hills where we've got some roads underway up there. And then in Vista Hills, we've got Pyrite underway. And then over in District 1 off of uh, Tarpon, we've got some roads that are getting wrapped up over there as well. So we're slowly but surely moving through the city, getting this stuff done. But when the orange barrels come down in one location, they're going to pop up in another location so that we can continue to overcome this infrastructure problem as much as we possibly can. So when somebody now says to you, when are you going to pave my street? Well, if you live on Vista Hills or on Tarpon, some of the residential streets now are... Right. Getting repaired. Right. And there's been a lot of residential streets that we have been through the new, what we call the hybrid mill and inlay process that we've been going in, basically removing the asphalt and putting it back down. But while we're doing that, we want to make sure that we are replacing the water line. So Spring Road, when we replaced the road, we did the underlying infrastructure as well. So that's a new water main underneath that road. And that was a road where we saw a lot of recurring leaks. That's one of the criteria, Derek, that we look at when the engine engineers not the, and I say this the engineers not the politicians right. recommend the roads is that they go out in, the, in traffic count the amount of people that live on the road the underlying infrastructure the age of the road the composition of the base course if there is any because we have a lot of roads that don't have any base course All of those things they put into kind of this framework of, okay, is this the next road? Is this the next road? And then they put a list together, and that list is typically reviewed by the PIAB, which is the Public Infrastructure Advisory Board. And then that board basically says, yeah, we agree with this, or no, we don't agree with this. And they make recommendations, and then those recommendations go up to the governing body. And that's where we kind of decide, okay, are we going to go this route or this route or this? 
this route. And I will say that we're getting to a place now where we were doing a lot more with $10 million six years ago than what we can do today. So the cost of things has just gone through the roof and the cities are not immune from these inflationary costs. And so that being said, we're really having to be careful about how we select these different projects because we want a full, complete as possible project, right? You don't want to do half the street and then do the other half in two years. Well, yeah. You know, and in some obviously, cases, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, in some cases you do. Well, when you say half, yeah, you don't want to do one side and then the, the other. other. Yeah. But you uh, could do a mile of it. But we do phases. Like yeah. if you look at Northern Boulevard, we're going from 528 up to Rockaway and that's mm-hmm. a segment. Right. So we do want to do the largest possible segment. And if we can do the whole road from start to finish, that's what we'd love to do. As you remember, when we did phase one of Southern Boulevard several years ago, we only did the segment from 528 to golf course. Mm-hmm. And we're working on the engineering, and as soon as we get all the engineering done and we submit all the bids and estimates for phase two, phase two is really going to be broken into phase 2A and phase 2B. So phase 2A is going to be the Arroyo Crossing there at Nicholas. Mm. We've got to build that bridge out first and replace that underlying conveyance, the conduit for where the water flows go under Southern Boulevard. So we're going to need to expand that bridge first, and that's a pretty big project, a few million dollars there. And then we've got to go back and, and work on rebuilding the road from golf course, basically at the firehouse, really, all the way down to Unser. And one of the things that we're going to have to do is what we did with the first phase is work extremely closely with the businesses to make sure that this impacts them the least as possible. We were extremely successful with phase one because all of our businesses, we worked with them very closely. And as shop it turns on Southern. Yeah, yeah, shop on Southern. Uh, SOS. Yeah. <laughs> we were playing that ABBA song. You know, yes. for, yeah, and uh, actually, I remember that some businesses actually saw an increase during the construction. Correct. Because we encourage our citizens to go out and support those local businesses, and we're going to do that again, where we don't want to scream, the apocalypse has come, right? That's going to scare people off. What we want to do is tell people it's okay to come into the construction zone, and the businesses will love to have you there, even though the construction is happening, because they want to continue to service their clients. So we're going to work really hard through that process as well uh, to get that done. But phase two is still coming, and then, of course... We did jump to phase three-ish when we repaved Southern Boulevard from Unser out to Rainbow, but we didn't do the full job. There is a bigger, broader phase three out that way where that road will eventually match up to phases one and two in width and in lanes. and two lanes each direction out to Rainbow. Correct, with the the center turn lanes and things like that. It'll go all the way out, but that is the most expensive segment to redesign that whole section because the lanes aren't there and the hills are going to have to be cut down a little bit and some of those grades are going to have to be reduced because those get a little icy in a snowstorm and people go to sliding on them. And the other thing about Southern from uh, golf course to Unser, you have businesses on both sides. We didn't have that with the first part because they were only on the north side. Correct. 
now it was residential on the south side. So it's going to be a it's going to be a slightly different dynamic, and we're going to make sure that we work extremely closely with the businesses because we want our businesses to survive and thrive in the construction zone. So we'll we'll be working closely with the chamber to make sure that we're reducing the impact. There's no convenient way to repave a road. There's just not. And I remind people that if you lived in one of the neighborhoods that are paved, when you bought your house, the road was already paved. Mm -hmm. So when we go in to repave it, it's a bit of a process because in a residential area, that's not the easiest thing to do. But in a business district, it's really not easy because you've got cars coming and going all day. A lot more traffic, yeah. Yeah. And I will give the chamber credit. They had us out there in these shopping centers, not for any particular business, but for the whole shopping center, doing live broadcasts, and we were doing events for the businesses and giving away prizes and things to get people to come. And so, yeah, they, they really worked it. You, the city and the chamber did kind of a combination thing with that shop on Southern. It worked very well. It did. It did. And some of the businesses actually did more business yeah. during that time. Yeah, they told and me that. I, I, I'll never forget the Orange Barrel Decorating Contest. Yes. We did one for Christmas. We did one for Easter. I think we did one for Halloween. And it was just really kind of embracing the build-out and the progress and, and seeing the Southern Boulevard transform from what it was to what it is today and now i just love that segment of southern boulevard in the springtime when all of the oklahoma red buds just bloom down that street it's just gorgeous and i get a little uh i don't know what you call it when you've got something nice and new and you see a scuff mark on it i'm a little sensitive (laughs) to when i see somebody's hit a curb or they've gotten up in the landscaping because i'm seeing that because i remember what it looked like when it's brand new and of course i was very vested in getting the project done and it was something that i was very excited about so when i see something happened to a brand new piece of infrastructure i go huh you know can't we have nice things i know I was driving down 528 the other day, and I noticed it looks like somebody in the median where all those new rocks are, Mm -hmm. looks like somebody just drove all the way down the center of the median because there's tire indentations all the way from one end to another. And you're thinking, I wonder why you would do that well, but you got a big four-wheeler you got to show off i you guess can go any, you can go I over guess. anything you know but you know that's one of the things is that that 528 project well that was a state project that turned out to be just a beautiful piece of infrastructure as well so from ridgecrest down to northern mm-hmm. and now we're doing northern and quantum and quantum laser and vortex really needed to be done we've got a lot of businesses in that area and i remind everybody the businesses create the jobs and they generate the gross receipts tax so we need to make sure we're taking care of the businesses so it's a balance between the residential stuff the arterials the collectors and the business districts to try to improve this infrastructure everywhere we can and as fast as we can so those are the big things that we're we're going after but that's kind of a wrap up. I wanted to give a quick update on the roads because Spring Road is open and I think we need to celebrate these things every time we get another one done. We put another check in the box and say, okay, that one's done and add that one to the list of roads that have been repaved since 2016. Because remember, that's when we started the road bond back up again. And so what we want to do is continue that progress. So go out and Tuesday, you can start early voting at Broadmoor Senior Center. And I remind everybody, if you don't have a city council candidate, let's say if your district's three, two, or five, you still have a ballot to cast. And that's 
on the bond questions that I read off just earlier here on the show. If you just tuned in late and didn't hear the whole show, I want to remind you that we're going to upload this to the podcast, the Mayor Hull of Rio Rancho podcast or Greg Hull podcast. You put that in your search engine. It'll come up on Spotify and you can go out there and get a free listen. And uh, we did announce all the locations, all the addresses of the polling locations, when they will be open, when you can get to them. We just did that on this show. So if you're tuning in late, catch the podcast. We should have it up by tomorrow, if not sooner. But that being said, Derek, I think that covers it for today. It does. Thank you, Mayor Hull of Rio Rancho. Oh, thank you, Derek. And thank you all for tuning in today. I just want to say, go out there and make it a great day. And God bless.